This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. The Supreme Court's sharp rebuke of the NCAA over education-related benefits for student-athletes last week may just be the beginning. Cato's Ilya Shapiro argues that the reasoning offered by the court is essentially no different from the cases that will inevitably follow. We spoke yesterday. With respect to antitrust and the NCAA, it feels like this case is a long time in coming because there have been complaints for decades about how the NCAA treats athletes and the restrictions they place on them. What did the Supreme Court tell us? When I was a senior in college more than 20 years ago, I took a class on the political economy of sports. And this was one of the issues. It's one of the ever debated issues. Uh, amateurism, pay for play, uh, coaches getting signed to multi-million dollar deals, players not being able to afford a meal. Uh, and this is not something that developed you know, with the internet age or anything like that. Uh, even back in the 30s and 40s when uh, sports became revenue generators, you know, the Rose Bowl and all, all of that sort of thing. Um, this is not a new dynamic, not a new phenomenon. And I think it's just come to the point where everyone's come to realize, everyone, including elite lawyers, have come to realize that there's just, this doesn't pass the smell test. And specifically to this case, it doesn't pass the antitrust rule of reason, that when uh, the NCAA, uh, all the different schools and conferences get together to restrain trade, meaning to restrain the compensation of the uh, athletes that are generating these uh, revenues, that's as much an antitrust violation as if steel companies were doing it. Yeah. And the collusion here, to be clear, the collusion is against these young people. That's right. The NCAA argued that, look, this is to the benefit of the consumer. It keeps prices low. It makes for a competitive market. It means that, uh, you know, teams don't compete for talent uh, based on salary, things like this, which all of that may well be true, probably is. But uh, Justice Gorsuch, uh, in his majority opinion, uh, for the unanimous court, uh, talked about how, well, that doesn't mean that restaurants can get together and agree to pay their their waiters and and busboys less because that'll mean uh, cheaper uh, meals for for the consumers as well. So you can't kind of, uh, you you know, restraining trade in a given uh, area, monopsony was the fancy word he used, uh, doesn't excuse you for j- just because you're benefiting consumers otherwise. This case, NCAA v. Alston, the analysis was provided just about educational benefits. Justice Kavanaugh went further, after also joining the Gorsuch opinion, went further and said what? Well, just to understand why it's about education-related benefits, which means laptops, internships, things, you know, to be litigated and rule set for what education-related actually means. But uh, that's because the the injunction that the district court put in was about that. The the district court said, yes, the NCAA can police various things, set regulations and restrictions of of various kinds, including on direct compensation. But education-related benefits, you you cannot restrict that. To to do so is is violating antitrust law. Uh, Justice Kavanaugh, who is, of course, a big sports fan, was a collegiate athlete himself at Yale. And, and coaches his his daughter's uh, youth teams, uh, so understands uh, all this stuff perhaps more than than most of his colleagues. Uh, said uh, there's no difference for purposes of, of legal analysis between restraint of trade with respect to education related benefits and other kinds of compensation, direct salaries and, and otherwise. Okay, so what going forward, as you mentioned before we started recording, Kavanaugh is essentially inviting a follow on case to litigate these other matters. Well, the NCAA and the various conferences put out 
press statements the afternoon after the uh, decision was handed down saying, yeah, we're working on rewriting our rules. Hold on. (laughs) Lawyers, hold on before you file anything else. Let us set out our new regulations. But yes, I think there are going to be lawsuits, especially for these uh, so-called revenue sports, men's basketball and football. Um, Although not that many schools are profitable at the end of the day, even in those so-called revenue sports. Um, But uh, there are going to be follow-on lawsuits about whether compensation for a, a direct salary, compensation for the actual uh, playing of the game, or uh, revenue sharing from sales of merchandise and so forth. But, you know, all of this sort of raises the the related policy issue or cultural issue that this all wouldn't even you know be a, a legal dispute or there wouldn't be anything to collude about if uh, these these big time college sports were just minor leagues, minor league basketball, minor league football, as we have in baseball and hockey and in certain other sports. Um, because then uh, you know the, this case you know the the, the NCAA is not going to collude about fencers and, and rowers, right? Um, so, but you know, you know that's. Perhaps the structure of the whole of the whole market uh, will change eventually, but uh, you know, for for the short term at least, I think we are going to see an opening up, uh, a liberalization of of ability to to compensate athletes in various ways and lawsuits to uh, to, to to expand it further. Uh, this is from Sports Illustrated. Shortly after the uh, Alston decision, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir signed an executive order to allow name, image, and likeness compensation for college athletes effective July one. Uh, Bashir said today's step was done in cooperation with all of our public universities as well as leadership of both parties. Uh, I assume we'll expect to see, if not states, other states follow suit, then we'll see litigation on this or both. Well, it's interesting. Uh, if it was just an order, I'm not sure, you know, I, I'm not an expert on Kentucky constitutional or statutory law, whether he has the authority to do that. But he said the public universities are in agreement on that. So in effect, he didn't need to put out the order. If if Kentucky and uh, University of Kentucky and University of Louisville, the other you know public schools want to uh, compensate uh, athletes or change their rules, they're, they're able to do that without the govern- governor issuing an order. But I, I do think there will be um, uh, competition, uh, just like there's competition for recruits, there's probably going to be pressure on um, the the leadership of of public institutions as well as private ones to uh, to change the rules. And for sports that don't generate revenue, uh, one of the arguments I have heard is, well, look, you know, all these revenue producing sports, they pay for the continued existence of these non revenue producing sports and that could be a a cost there, there could be a a, a a redistributive effect yes positive and negative but also it means that the uh, those fencers and and rowers and and what tennis players what have you will now be eligible for those laptops and internships and things like that and they perhaps you know, need it just as much or more as as the, the the revenue sports but the bottom line is that the NCAA in the wake of this decision is trying to stave off further litigation probably recognizing that Kavanaugh's analysis is probably spot on. I think that's right. And and, and let's just be clear what that means, the analysis. Um, you, you can't collude to uh, restrain trade to prevent these education-related benefits. Well, just because they're not education-related uh, doesn't make uh, the, the the collusion somehow more valid because it's commercial. If anything, it's, it's you know, less valid to collude uh, with regard to just purely commercial enterprises. Ilya Shapiro is director of the Robert A. Levy Center for Constitutional Studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.